I'm Robert Therrell. I'm Chase Bridges. And we both want to be screenwriters. So listen along as we find out how. Each week we'll outline a new short film. And maybe even write some of our favorites. This is Written By. I do have to thank PD for being the person that like got me into podcasts in the first place. Uh oh, did I? I think I just messed this up. Oh. Okay. Oh. Is it gonna fall? Okay. Look, let this me work? help you. Oh no. <laughs> when you start your bag, I just got the sandbag. Yeah. Okay. We good? Okay. Go. Great. Exciting Thanks. stuff. Are we recording already? Or? Yeah. Oh no. But I'll I'll edit. <laughs> we'll start. Hey, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm Absolutely. pumped. Welcome back to Written By, the number one podcast in the world. Uh, right behind all the other ones. Right behind all the <laughs> other ones. <laughs> Robert. So, what, you, what you been up to, man? Uh, so I, I just came here from writing on my current feature right now. Oh, nice. You almost done? I, uh, I officially hit the halfway point Ooh. today. So I had a whole like crisis where... <laughs> I, I saw it. this on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hit this with, like, every one of my scripts, but, like, I got to a point where it's like, man, is this even any good? Do I even want to keep doing this? I didn't make any progress on it for a few weeks, but I really, like, mm-hmm. sat down this past week and was like, okay, do I still believe in this? Do I want to move on to something else? And I'm going to try to keep going. I got a lot of stuff I want to change, but I still believe in the beginning and the ending. It's, it's like me with my up. faith yeah. crisis. I feel like that's what you're <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm still like the beginning and the end. Mm, but... Do I still believe in like figuring this out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to read my last feature then. That's, oh, that's what that's hey, about. Send it, send it to me. I okay. definitely would. Guys, that is the voice of Abby Gilbert, who is our guest, our first guest of the season. Woo-hoo! Yes. Season you might two. know her from... A number of videos we've done. Oh, she yeah. She is also an actress. She's the token yeah. blonde that shows up on all these projects. Yes. <laughs> Actually, me and Chase got connected to y'all uh, uh, on the same project, right? Was that That's your first right. one? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that was my Breakup first press one. Conference. Uh, you had Classic. a significantly larger role than I did. <laughs> And yet you get the podcast with all the oh, tragic. Um, it's, so listen, being a straight white man, <laughs> it really opens doors. <laughs> As opposed to being a straight white woman. Right, right, right. So you were a theater major, mm-hmm. musical theater. Mm-hmm. Um, talk a little bit about your experience, like why you chose theater, how you got involved in theater. Ah, uh, Well, it's one of those things... Uh, gosh, first theater role was probably when I was like six years old. Mm. My parents took me to uh, an audition for It's a Wonderful Life. And just Ooh. my first memory of like cognating sadness was when that production <laughs> ended. <laughs> and so I was kind of hooked from that moment on. I was like, oh, I just want to be an actress, blah, 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 all the things. And then... Um, eighth grade year i did a show called godspell it was my first Um, ever musical i've also done godspell yeah it's a fun time i hated it (laughs) (laughs) they're doing it at ngu actually right now they open this weekend a good friend of mine well uh, you know that you guys i don't (laughs) know why i said it like that uh yeah yeah, a good friend of mine's in it you did theater you fell in love with theater you chose to because all right here's something interesting that i probably should have mentioned first Mm -hmm. is you grew up in 
Kazakhstan. Yes, I did. It's right below Russia. Yes. All kinds of crazy going on that side of the world. They're fine, though. Kazakhstan's great. They're just chilling. They're like, we're going west, not <laughs> south. <laughs> So my dad does archaeology, actually. That's oh, like, like what Indiana he does. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so um, there was one English language theater that was established, and it's still the only English language theater in Kazakhstan, uh, called Kelt. You can find them on Instagram. They're wonderful. They do a lot of uh, productions each year. They're run by uh, two women named Laura Piccini and Jessica Lewis, and they're just amazing theatrical artists who direct and do all the things. So... Did a lot of productions with them. Um, and then it just kind of was the only thing that I was ever really passionate about. So it, I figured I would study it. And um, it was a good time. Yeah. Very good time. Definitely hard to pay bills being an yeah. artist. I, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. I know you we all know that. that. Yeah. Um, it, it's cool that you're still like just as passionate about the thing you were when you were a uh-huh. kid, though. Because like I, I relate, that. and I feel like yeah. most of my friends don't. They, yeah. Really? Hey, all yeah. you losers who Every- gave up? <laughs> Everyone else is like disillusioned in a corner. Like, oh, Robert, yeah. just give up already. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I feel that pressure. Just so, become an yeah. accountant, Robert. <laughs> Numbers pay. Your silly vampire film does not. <laughs> Which, hey, that was great, by the way. Oh, I loved you. watching that. It was yeah. really fun. I wasn't fishing for a compliment when I said mm, that, but sure. I'll gladly accept sure. it. So I think a lot of our listeners are... You know, they're younger and they're like just getting into all of this. Mm-hmm. And a few of them are probably interested in acting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm particularly curious just because I really wanted to make it out, but I just couldn't that week. But I I, re- I was really interested in your Hamlet show. I'm wondering oh. I'm wondering how you like prepared for that show. Cause like that is one of the like notorious, like difficult. Yeah, difficult esteemed actors yeah. take on this role to yeah. like prove themselves. Yeah. So yeah. like what is... Yeah, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Um so for my senior project, just so everyone knows, I yeah. got to be a part of Hamlet in which they created a female Hamlet, which was really cool um, and fun. Yeah. Uh, gosh, preparation. I just go back to my acting classes with Amy Dunlap, essentially. She's just amazing. She's the best, um, yeah. Just Meisner yeah, technique. She's okay. She's going to be like listening to this and be like, Jace, what the... But anyways, honestly, I'd say the most important thing is just to find that personal connection with each character. And I think a lot of people forget that if you look at the character of Hamlet he, she, they were essentially a university student when they're going through all of this stuff. Like their father dies, they come back home, their mom remarries almost instantly to their uncle or, yeah, it's like really a weird setup. And I think in my brain, Hamlet should kind of be played by a younger, less experienced person a lot of the time because I think that there's beauty to be brought to that role from it being played from a younger working through the craziness of life, which just happens when you're a 20-year-old in college. Like, I feel like that's where everyone goes through most of their existential crises. So um, I just found a lot of personal connection with him, her, they, in that way, which is fun. Um, Yeah, and beyond that, just, I don't know. I don't want to get all, like, actory technical (laughs) on you. Um, No, that's that's what these listeners want to hear. Gotcha. Well, I mean... It's a it's a fun time. I had a blast. Um, and Amy Dunlap, she directed it. She's just an amazing director. So it was a joy to work with her and all the things. So yeah. I so, hope that answers your question. Yeah, kind totally. Of. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of our listeners 
you know, they're writing scripts that are hopefully one day mm-hmm. going to be performed and by actors. And they want actors. you in all of them. <laughs> yeah, specifically <laughs> okay. you. Yeah. Sure. So Wait, really? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, flattered. Yeah. So what what is it about a role that, like, as an actor, like, makes you go, like, this is a part that I want to play. Like, this is interesting. Mm. Oh, gosh. It's hard to say. I mean, if... If I can see myself in the role, that's like automatic. And that's true just with any kind of art form. If you can identify yourself within a character or a scene, it just kind of instantly connects to you. Um, yeah, so I, I, I guess if I just see myself in the role, which sure. is kind of narcissistic, I guess, to say. but yeah, It's kind of the hard mo- to not come across narcissistic when talking about acting, though. True, because uh, it's all about like, it's like your... Hey, let me tell you about me. <laughs> let me tell you my connection. But I mean, personally, I... I I lean towards the more serious side of things. I feel like I didn't really discover humor until I got into college. <laughs> Just grew up in a very like serious environment. So I naturally gravitate towards like serious, intense roles. I don't consider myself like a very strong oh, comedic actor. So I naturally gravitate towards more serious content. So that's why I loved Hamlet. It was great. Um, but like... Shama and PD have all kind of like pushed me a little bit in that and helped me get loud out of my comfort zone more. So would love to expand my experience in that. So no, that's really interesting oh, to yeah. hear because we've like only put you in comedy roles. Yeah. But, and that's why I'm like, yeah. we're, oh, yeah, they don't made, they don't even know. Fair. <laughs> but I, I think I think I think True. there's something to True. it where yeah. I think like some of the best comedic roles are actors that are playing the emotions like totally deadpan and serious mm. and just like that helps the humor of the script shine a little bit. The office and stuff. All yeah. That, yeah. Or even think like like Channy Tatum in Jump Street, you know, he, <laughs> oh. he never did a comedy before that. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. As long as you like play it with the, I feel like sometimes comic actors, Can they try to, it yeah, they sometimes. overdo it too much. Mm-hmm. They're trying to accentuate the joke where like you need to have the emotions. And I guess down. every person has like a specific niche of humor that they fit into the best. Yeah. yeah. So mine would just probably have to be very... More of a dry sense. A dry, yeah. <laughs> I think I, I want to get into this this short. Yeah, you too. Let's do I'm it, excited. Man. Who gets to pick it? Do I get to pick it? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Deep in Robert's mind, he's like, but I don't want to pick it. This thing, girl. Okay. The best gorilla joke of 1897. <laughs> what I know what to yeah. put this one in. I put this one in. The best. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, no. So the best gorilla joke of, eight, what is it, 1873? 1897. 1897. Okay, this was a meme I saw. This is an article posted in a newspaper in 1897. Did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? Zookeeper. No, I did not. Gorilla. That is because I am a quiet gorilla. Parentheses. Muffled sounds of gorilla violence. Unparentheses. And that's the whole thing. Wait, I want to see. What the heck? (laughs) This is up on the Instagram if you guys want to see it. Uh, So, yeah, we're going to make a short film about this gorilla killing the... The zookeeper. Wait, so it's the conceit of the joke that, like, the gorilla has disguised himself... I think so. And is talking to the zookeeper. Okay. So the zookeeper thinks that the gorilla is a human. I guess. 
Okay. I, don't know, that's, I mean, you read everything. A very, out, right? a very smart gorilla, then. That we're... And quiet gorilla. And, you know, there's a there's an animated movie coming out soon that's like about a bunch of animals that are like villains. It's kind really? of gives me the similar vibe. Yeah. Interesting. Huh. Mm. Did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? Maybe he's setting up a joke. That's what it is. It, maybe he's like, hey, zookeeper. You want to hear a joke? You want to hear the best gorilla joke of 1897? And the zookeeper's like, okay, yeah. He goes, did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? No, I did not. That's because I'm a quiet gorilla. You know, I almost, I pictured this moment as like the climax of the short. And we would almost like at the beginning establish that there's a zookeeper character that's mean to the gorilla. And the gorilla's escaping. And he's about to make it home free. But then he has to he has to go back and he's like, I got one last stop. And the fact that he talks about him being a silent gorilla, I feel as if there's gonna be like a moment before where someone's maybe the zookeeper's like talking to all the people watching the gorillas and like the main joke that he always says whenever they're walking by is about how like loud and obnoxious the gorillas are or something and so he gets super mad and is like oh i'm gonna like i'm gonna show you how quiet i can be (laughs) yeah yeah when i murder you (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good so like maybe we typically like good short film structure is like to have a solid beginning, middle, end. It's mm-hmm. almost like the setup punchline of a joke. So it's like the first oh, yeah. scene would be this gorilla is In being loud, and then the zookeeper is like picking on him, maybe like beating him or something. Mm. <laughs> and then the middle is him plotting the escape, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And like you said, the climax is the escape, right? Yeah. Is the the confrontation uh-huh. so here's more about this joke okay <laughs> <laughs> so ready. the joke is not actually from 1897 and was wow. first posted to the tumblr page that's believable in september of 2020 <laughs> classic i feel so really this is, wow this isn't really even two years wow. old wow <laughs> wow oh that sucks <laughs> Man. it's like the thing that circulates at least once every two years on my facebook page of like, don't believe everything you read on the internet, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I feel like all the old yeah. people on my Facebook will repost that every, like, two years yeah. <laughs> for fun. Yo, Facebook memes, man. Wow, we got we got Duke Chase. We, I really a... thought it was... They, they picked an old-timey font, and yeah. I was completely fooled. <laughs> so maybe this film isn't just about the gorilla. It's a <gasps> statement on misinformation. <laughs> well... Okay. Why is it called, why that year? Okay, now I need to get deep in the lore of this joke. 1837, what was going on? 1897. Or 1897. Why? Let's see. Why that year? Like, why call it the best gorilla joke of 1897 if it's not set in 18... Maybe the movie is set in 1897. Hmm. I mean, I feel like 1897 was probably just chosen at random. Just like, what's an old sounding date? Hmm. Probably. I guess so, yeah. What even was going on in 1897? Historical events in 1897. Let's see if this page will load. Oh, man, I found another gorilla joke. <laughs> you ready for this one? Okay. We really got to get started on this short film. I mean, but yeah, I, we do. Hey, it's, it's our podcast. We can do what we want. <laughs> a gorilla walks into a bar and asks the bartender for a martini. He obviously didn't go to North Greenville. Christ the bartender. <laughs> the bartender says, that'll be $15. After Oof. a while, the bartender gets curious and says to the gorilla, you know, we don't get many gorillas at our bar. 
And he goes, yeah, with these prices, I can see why. Oh, yeah, hey, y'all are supposed to laugh. That's a very like Norman <laughs> McDonald. I was doing it as delivery. a Norman yeah. Yeah, yeah. Impeccable. So, do we want to use that one instead, or are no. we sticking with the pretend? Okay. You know what? Okay. We have to. You could usually tell if when these episodes is going to be good in like the first ten minutes. So we just need to like pick a direction. So okay. I think I think yeah. Let's make the gorilla heist movie. Let's yeah, pretend like of 1897. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Who who is this main gorilla and why does he want to? Okay, get so out when I so I think of I just I keep thinking about Madagascar. The Me movie. too. Me, yep. Yeah. Okay, we're all on the we're same page. The yeah, show. where the zebra wants to go back to the wild. All right, Chris Rock wants to go to Africa to the wild. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think I think we could make it a little more tangible. What if he's our character, either male or female, is the only one of their gender in the zoo right and so it's like man oh he's very lonely or yeah. she's very lonely yeah they're, they're lonely. very lonely yeah mm. what's it's like i need to go to africa so i could find a mate you know yeah okay yeah yeah so it's a it's a male male gorilla yeah. maybe who just wants funnier. who wants a wife yeah wants a wants I, a partner yeah, i think a male gorilla is funnier because <laughs> only a dude would be that down bad <laughs> that he would murder a zookeeper <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> men commit eighty percent of the crimes in society, so yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, we got to do something about men. Man. <laughs> Y'all really do. <laughs> Statistically, we'll, we'll get to that after this. You know? <laughs> okay, so you're the really gorilla... trying to keep me on track, and I'm not having it. Statistically, <laughs> if someone in this room was going to commit a crime, it would be either me or Robert. Yeah, probably me. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Get back okay. on track, Rob. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so we have a male gorilla that's very lonely at the zoo. Mm. He's yeah. the only. He like sees the other animals with their like oh, yeah. partners. Oh. It's like a whole Noah's Ark situation. But like he's the only one. That... <laughs> like the peacocks oh, and the other like yeah. together. And oh, and they're the, so beautiful. The snakes like slithering. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, All that's those what sexy bird... snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the birds like do do, do gorillas beaks. do like a mating thing like maybe that's why that. he's loud he's like yelling Ooh. for a mate or something <laughs> the zoo, that's why the zookeeper he keeps calling down. yeah like a mating call or something do gorillas make a mating call i'm pretty sure they like beat on their chest have you seen those videos of like the exotic birds that do this elaborate dance to attract yes. a mate? Those things always intrigue me. Well, <laughs> like, it's working. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's what they're designed to do. And, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And it's always the males yeah. that do it too, which I think yeah. is so different from 80%. our society now. <laughs> but, I don't know. I'm known oh. to like get down and like pull my feathers out. <laughs> 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 I, I was gonna make a joke, but it's not as funny as that one, so I'm not gonna make the joke. The dominant silverback can also initiate mating by approaching the female and touching her, or making a display with a grunt. Oh, you with know what? Grunt. You know what has to happen? There, there are people that are like walking up to the cage and like trying to stick their hands in, and he's yeah. like grunting at human women because that's oh, the closest yeah. thing. He's like, you he look has. like a like an ape. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. So every time yeah, that I prefer the... a little more hair, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> every time Yo, you're really coming out swinging this episode, dude. <laughs> okay, what were you saying? Oh, every time that the 
what customers what do you refer to the people that walk through the zoo as the tour the tour the touring people yeah. i've never every, thought about that <laughs> every they time they customers. walked by customers no, that sounds no, weird. No, they aren't bystanders watchers the, uh, the people wait, when you go to art gallery what are you i a solicitor? i don't even i don't know okay we'll just we'll come back the, the people the, the people. guests walking through he starts to make noise consistently trying mm -hmm. to attract a mate yeah. and the zookeeper who was like always walking through makes that joke like every time yeah. and it's like <laughs> oh yeah he's always so like loud gorilla uh -huh. you know how loud gorillas oh, can be yeah. or some kind what of something a joke where it's like what do you call a loud gorilla alone hey. and he makes that joke every <laughs> like every yeah yeah every everyone time. laughs yeah and, yeah, and yeah, everybody yeah laughs at the gorilla oh so the zookeeper like tours people through oh yeah, the yeah, compound yeah. or whatever okay yeah <laughs> what do you call a loud gorilla alone alone everyone laughs goes gangbusters every time and, and then the he's just sitting there kind of sulking what if like the gorilla to human ears whenever he's calling for a mate just like grunting or something mm -hmm. but i bet like to gorilla language it's like a song of some sort oh a song of love yes a gorilla does fetty i don't know why that's the first thing i heard i thought of but <laughs> Yeah, she fine. Wonder when she'll be <laughs> mine. She walk past our bridge, we one. Okay. I'm a That's not really girl. important to the story. It just felt like a <laughs> nice little detail. <laughs> Have like one cut scene showing uh, yeah. what he's actually saying. Yeah. Okay. But you know, okay. it's like a Fetty Wap music video. I think we got the solid <laughs> intro though. I like yes. I like where the zookeeper is because it's like he's smug and he's making fun of the gorilla and the gorilla knows it. Oh yeah, and they just mm. had like a... A lot of beef. Yeah. Why would the... I know we're getting too deep into this. It doesn't deserve this much attention, but <laughs> what? why does the zookeeper dislike the gorilla? I think it's a situation where being a tourist at a zoo, it's not, it's not like a super big, like, deal. Mm. It's like this dude probably went to school thinking, I'm going to be a zoologist. I'm going to be a marine biologist. Mm. I'm going to, like... I'm going to teach dolphins I'm going to discover code. a new species, <laughs> and now I'm just, like, working for Touring 10 bucks people an hour through, yeah. with tourists. So it, it's a situation where he feels down on himself, and the only way he feels empowered is to pick on the person the that's gorilla. under him. Yeah. Which is a gorilla. Uh -huh. Oh, man, that's the classic bully. Yeah. You guys ever been bullied? I'm, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> is this going to be, like, a therapy session? Uh -huh. Yeah, I have a I have a hard time not going into an existential crisis when I have a microphone. <laughs> uh, okay, so the zookeeper's making fun of the gorilla, just you know, using him as the butt of the joke mm -hmm. you know, to help himself. Day look after good. day, year after year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the breaking point? What makes the gorilla decide that he's like gonna go off and find his person, and right before doing that, get revenge on the zookeeper? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, so in yeah. Madagascar, because we don't want to get too close to Madagascar. <laughs> in Madagascar, he meets the penguins, and then they help him escape because they're leaving to go get on a ship. And so he wants to go with the penguins. Mm. So in ours, maybe all I can think of right now is a gorilla in a trench coat with a big hat. And then he like in a shadowy uh -huh. alley at night, he yeah. sees the zookeeper and he's like. 
Hey, did you hear about the gorilla who escaped? Yeah, I think I think we need to really nail down the mechanics of how of he escaped. escaped. We do establishing the ending like that. We do have a place where we can, which is somehow he needs to get a hold of a trench coat. Ooh. But also, I think that like his his whole like character moment that leads him into escaping is like the opportunity to escape mm. presents what itself. What if an animal rights activist who is mm-hmm. against zoos helps him escape? Okay, never mind. Not a good idea. I take it back. My my brain goes to would we have time to introduce like a third character in that way? Exactly. Just because yeah. it's going to be a short film. Hey, Part you... of wonder. I think like what if there's like a little girl that or not a little girl. Maybe it's like a beautiful young woman who like goes to the zoo and is like putting up posters advertising her like, uh like how to find like your one true love and it's like travel to this location or uh-huh. so, like maybe it's okay. like a new a new dating app thing that she's trying to advertise at about at the zoo and, oh, wait. <laughs> yeah at the zoo <laughs> that she, she just like puts up a poster advertising like Ooh, it's a... tr- find your true love yeah. in the Galapagos yeah, yeah, yeah. Islands or something random and he's like, like oh I need yeah. to go there to oh, find my person yeah. something random like that they're like either promoting a cruise that passes through Africa or like this one person owns like a timeshare in Africa yeah. or something. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like okay if I just get out of this zoo I know where to go to like yeah to find the the to find love to yeah. find happiness get out of here yeah that's good something like okay. that okay so when you guys are picturing the zoo in your mind uh-huh. <laughs> Are you picturing like a gorilla in a cage or like a gorilla in an actual enclosure like you would see at like the Greenville Zoo? Where it's like a big open field and like pet plexiglass. I was thinking plexiglass just because of like the interaction that that would provide with the people and the Mm -hmm. way that if there's like storefronts on the other side that like has trench coats and like random things like that. So that whenever the gorilla gets through and out... Well, he has the way to like see the sign, the poster that gives him the idea to leave and then can go across the little way to get to the trench coat, put that on, take a left, go into the offices where what's his name? The mean zookeeper like has his (laughs) night shift at, you know, but I mean, oh, you know where he needs to find the trench coat is there's a lost and found. That's where like random stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That works. So if the enclosure looks like this. Mm hmm. Okay. Maybe he escapes because maybe there's like a door in like the rocks back there. I know I said this on an audio format. <laughs> the picture's on the Instagram. <laughs> uh, maybe there's a door in the back that they're supposed to like keep closed at all times, but it got left open. Or maybe he does something to keep the door to it can't close. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. My question is, what would have kept him from doing that, like, a long time ago? If there's something that he can do to keep the door yeah, open? I, think there's I feel got... like it would be negligence, like, absent-mindedness yeah. that makes Maybe it to where the... Maybe the zookeeper messes up. Maybe the zookeeper starts hitting on the girl that signs up the post, like, puts up Maybe. posters oh. and oh. forgets to lock the door. Yeah. Okay, okay. That, I'll add an extra element. If we, if we switch from an enclosure to, like bars in a cage that yeah. offers the opportunity for him to like be able to reach out and grab something oh yeah this person is putting up posters uh the zookeeper flirts with her she like drops some stuff and there's like there's like a pen or there's a something in there that he can then like grab and like out, pick a lock with it, and he's able to pick the lock or even yeah. like he grabs the keys yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 While he's flirting with the girl that's put up yeah. the posters okay. about this place to go to find love, he yeah. like grabs the key from the zookeeper, 
hides it. Zookeeper goes on with his business, whatever, that night. Yeah. He breaks out of the Okay, the if, if, he, if yeah, he's yeah. flirting with the girl putting up the posters, there's got to be a moment after after she leaves where, like, the zookeeper is looking into the gorilla cage. He's like, oh, yeah, I got a date tonight. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so personal all, to this poor gorilla. Yeah. Why is he like, so oh, mean? Yeah, really angry about he this. He deserves it's, to die. Yeah. <laughs> Well, see, I feel like that will make it, Funnier. it will make it less yeah. dark at the end. <laughs> yeah, that he's killed. Mm. Yeah. I think cool. it would be funnier if we made the zookeeper the nicest guy in the world and the gorilla <laughs> still kills him. <laughs> Maybe there's like yeah. translation issues, like the gorilla doesn't oh, understand yeah. that there's like no malice behind his jokes. Uh, he's just sarcastic. Yeah. Mm. No. no, let's make him the devil. Um <laughs> Okay, so he's, he's the key. yeah, he's got the key. He could get out. He waits till it gets dark. Maybe yeah. the reason that the zookeeper's there after dark is because he cannot find the keys. Oh, oh, that's oh good. yeah, that's he's good. just looking yeah. and looking in all the exhibits. <laughs> you seem so surprised. <laughs> wow, that was a great idea, Chase. Wow. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm surprised because I accidentally hit. Oh, I did just hit it again. I hit my mic. With my I did it earlier too. So just hit the mic, day. <laughs> Okay, so the zookeeper's still there. He's looking for the keys. He can't find the, the keys. Meanwhile, the gorilla is using the keys. He unlocks his cage or the enclosure, and he's loose. He's out and about. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, man, when I find that zookeeper, I'm going to tell him the best gorilla joke of 1897 <laughs> <laughs> or 87. <laughs> I know. Why does it have to be that specific year? <laughs> uh, maybe it's passed down gorilla to gorilla over centuries. <laughs> I think we're pretty much in a good spot. I just think yeah. that the uh, the escape part needs to have some stakes to it. Mm. Well, he mm. obviously needs to find something to conceal the fact that he's a gorilla if he's going to travel yeah. to the location that's been put up on the flyers about where he needs to go to find his one true love. Yeah. So that prompts him to go to the lost and found area, which maybe after he gets that trench coat, he runs into the zookeeper and is okay. like... Oh, here's my chance for like my final punchline before I get out of here. Nice. We need something to go wrong. Yeah, well, I think going along with that, he's like almost spotted as a gorilla. Yeah, and that's when he like has to like maybe maneuver. Mm. There's security yeah. maybe at night at the zoo. Okay, if you're like if if you're a gorilla that spent your whole life just in this one enclosure, I feel like like the outside has to be pretty foreign. So. He's like in a spot where, like, aside from like what's just in his peripheral well, he vision, he has he's not uh, sure where he's going. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to learn more about this gorilla joke. <laughs> like, I don't know if <laughs> are we going to actually include the year in the punchline, or is that I just? Feel, I don't know. Like, I don't I think like, we have to. I don't I think, think it, there's a way to fit is, it in naturally yes. at this point. <laughs> this is just the I film thought, version of the joke. I thought yeah. I understood the joke, right? Uh -huh. Which was. Did you hear about the... Like, I thought the joke was, you know, I'm the escape gorilla. But the fact that it's called the best gorilla joke of 1897 makes me feel like there's another layer to this. That, that we're I missing? I, yeah, that we're not grasping. Well, that, that I, other layer is you got fooled into <laughs> thinking it was an old joke. <laughs> is that the other layer? The gear is there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that... Yeah, maybe that is it. Maybe that is it. Maybe it's some kind of, like inception thing where like the whole story flips on itself at the end and you wake up and it's actually like a gorilla that is 
in like that time period instead, and that is just like his future grandson. I don't know, something oh, crazy. We do something a crazy. Of, like the great great grandfather from 1897 writing the joke. <laughs> you know what it Remember's is? like, no, this took a left turn. We took we take inspiration for the joke being fake. And so it's like something about this is fake. So so yeah. So the gorilla kills the zookeeper. And then we cut to like there's like a court deposition or something. And it's like, so that's how Greg died. <laughs> but it turns out Greg faked his death and pretended like he was killed by I don't know if that adds too much. Like Greg <laughs> being the zookeeper or zookeeper yeah, the hated zookeeper the gorilla so much he framed the... him for his murder. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've gotten off track. A little bit. Okay. It's a little off the rails at this point. Okay. My we bad. Could, we could we could <laughs> maybe stick to just what we had. Gorilla going. escaping. I will say I found the best anvil joke okay. of eighteen ninety seven. What? I'm is not the joking. Best... I found a best. Is anvil this joke. real? Yes, it's real. Well, I don't think it was made in 1897, if okay. that's what you're asking. Oh, but okay. how many anvils does it take to make a person cry? As the blacksmith said that. Young Franklin D. Roosevelt. I don't know how many. Blacksmith. One. Throws anvil at young Franklin D. Roosevelt. Young Franklin D. Roosevelt cries. See, I feel yeah. like that would be funny, but I don't know what an anvil is. What? <laughs> What is an anvil? You don't know what an anvil is? Have you ever like watched the, cartoons? The big metal thing that like a blacksmith would like. Oh, yeah. I do know what that is. I just didn't know what it was called. I just would refer to it as the big black metal thing, I guess. Fair enough. Cool. Well, that was funny then. <laughs> I don't believe you. Okay, back to the joke. Okay. okay. Trench coat. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we need something to go wrong yeah. when he's escaping. I think that's all we're missing, really. Yeah. So yeah. maybe when he's leaving, he opens the keys, he's sneaking out, he's looking around. Or maybe maybe the zag is he didn't expect that zookeeper to be back, but he is because he's looking for his keys. Mm. He, he thought could the hear, coast would be clear. Right. Maybe the zookeeper like comes across his cage and sees that it's open and is like, wait, wait, someone oh, sound yeah. the alarm, like blah, okay. blah, 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 and then... He runs into the offices where, like, the lost and found is, where the gorilla is, yeah. where he's just gotten the trench coat oh. on. And there's, like, a moment where they see each other. And that's when the punchline is delivered <laughs> of, like, his one joke. And then, boom, it goes oh, black. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Cut scene. He's in Cancun. <laughs> yes. With, With like, a bunch gorilla. of female gorillas around. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, okay. I like where that's going. I feel like if, if we have, like, three distinct beats where yeah. it's, like, okay. The he, first thing that goes wrong is, oh no, the zookeeper is here and he's noticed. Mm -hmm. Second beat is like, he he's lost. like gone into the office. The zookeeper also goes into the office. Mm -hmm. And then the third beat might be, we could maybe like draw out the tense moment where like, what, what I think we've overlooked in this joke face. is the gorilla yeah. is talking in English to I didn't even the think zookeeper. about this. Yeah, that is a big deal. So yeah, he's... He's like probably fumbling his way through the language where he's trying to just talk like how he's heard people talk. Mm. And so that could be like a tense vote where like he does it successfully, but he's not sure if he could do it. Can you read the joke again? Like what, yeah. what what's said? Because I can't even remember what the jo okay. joke is right now. Something about silent. The best gorilla joke of 1897. Gorilla. Did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? Zookeeper. No, I did not. Gorilla. That is because I am a quiet gorilla. Muffled sounds of gorilla violence. Okay. So how do we break that down into like simplistic gorilla language? Okay, I've got an idea. 
Okay. Every day when the tour guide makes that joke, he goes, a part of his script where he goes, would everybody like to hear the best gorilla joke of 1897? Okay. What do you call a loud gorilla? And you know, the gorilla's going crazy loud in the background. A lonely one. And so over the years, this gorilla has learned English in order to say the words, oh, the best gorilla him. joke yeah. of that's how we establish it happens every day when he says the joke. He's mouthing it along with. Oh him. snap! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> mm, yeah. And he's been slowly learning English because okay. he's obviously a smart gorilla. Yeah. That takes care of a lot of exposition. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Thanks. Good job. Good job, <laughs> Chase. <laughs> okay, so now we have that. He gets the key. Zookeeper, yeah, the zookeeper was flirting with the girl. He manages to take the key off of like his belt loop or whatever, and he hides it away. We see the sun go down. It's nighttime. We see the zookeeper like looking through his desk. And he's like, what did I do with my keys? He's kind of walking around. We cut back to the gorilla. The gorilla is using the key. He opens the door to the enclosure, and he starts creeping out. He immediately sees the zookeeper rounding the corner, and he takes off. He gets lost. He doesn't know anything outside of his enclosure. He gets lost in the zoo. Maybe he runs into like a bird cage and they make a lot of like squat. Yeah, yeah like the parrots. He gets stuff. scared and he takes off this way and, and maybe he runs into uh, some. Um, what are other animals? Tigers. He runs into a tiger and it scares him to death. It, yeah. yeah, like. <laughs> what kind exactly. of sign, sound? Yeah. They just like. They hiss, right? Like yeah, tigers. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah, roar? Like a, like a, a loud roar, mm. like the MGM Studios logo. <laughs> um, and then he ends up running into the office. And now he's in this office and he's looking around. And, and Maybe he sees like a trench coat on like a coat rack or something. Yes. So, so he can like okay. see it quickly and is like, oh, I got to look like a human. Yeah. Puts it on. May, uh, to add suspense, the zookeeper's getting close, like enters the office. And the gorilla's yes. like, oh, man. And he looks over and he sees the trench coat, like maybe in the lost and found section. And he quickly throws the trench coat on and like a big hat. Mm -hmm. And the zookeeper walks in and he's like, excuse me, sir, the zoo's closed. What are you doing in here? And that's when the gorilla says, says, do you want to hear his joke? He goes, did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? No, I did not. That's because I'm a quiet gorilla. And then he kills him. (gasps) Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, that murders the zookeeper. Cut scene. (laughs) Cancun. Yeah, he's in Cancun. (laughs) That works. He's, yeah, it. he's got a bunch of other gorillas behind him. He's yeah, and we don't explain how any of that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, how <laughs> he gets there. Yeah, no. This or is wait, just the, about the... We, we could have just like a bunch of gorillas and then that woman putting up the posters is like in the background too. <laughs> Flirting with <laughs> him like, now yeah. instead of... grapes <laughs> on, a, on a beach. Yeah. They both have mimosas, you know, just kicking it back on the beach. And then we pan up and we see the zookeeper in a cage... In the background, beat up and in a cast oh, yeah. and like a neck brace, and the girl. So he's goes, not dead. I thought that he got killed. Oh, I mean, this is just an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. We can murder him if you want, but. <laughs> okay. Oh, seems pretty solid. Yeah. I Beginning, think, middle, end. Yeah, I think that's it. Names. We talked about Cancun. Are there gorillas in Cancun? Hold on, let me. I look think up. that's why it's funny though, because there <laughs> isn't. There's no gorilla. <laughs> he had to go get some. Uh, countries. Tropical countries with gorillas. Tropical countries. Tropical countries with gorillas. I've watched enough Survivor. 
I love that. Survivor. Hey, amazing show. We could show. talk all day long about Survivor, but I, I get in trouble for doing that too much. <laughs> <laughs> um, gorillas typically live in the lowland tropical rainforest of Central Africa. Oh, so like Madagascar. We'll do Madagascar. Okay, okay. that's perfect. Cool. Just don't tell the movie Madagascar. that we are. <laughs> yeah. So find love in Madagascar. I don't know oh, what wow. kind of startup this woman is, is creating. Well, my thought process was maybe it's like an app like Tinder, but it's just animal lovers. Oh, and that's why she's putting them up at the zoo. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you love fluffy animals? Well, so do Find we. people who also are passionate about animals. Yeah. And that's a natural connection segue. It's, like, it's farmers only, but it's like. For people who love zoo animals. Or zoologists an, only. Another <laughs> idea is if you didn't want it to be so literal of like, he wants love. This is how he finds love. It could be just like an advertisement for a vacation that's like dream lovers vacation or something that's kind of what I was like thinking, advertising yeah. like a location of something and that in his head he's like oh if i go there then i'll find I'll like find my love. love it's a little less concrete there should be a poster there's like a gorilla in the poster so like he knows mm, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a little heart with their hands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's actually a good i think that's a little bit less in your face <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like Tinder convenient. for animal lovers sounds pretty cool for me. Being advertised at the zoo. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Cool. Uh, and the app is called Bestiality Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's why the woman is there in the last scene. <laughs> oh, man, oh, the rating man. on this just... It went up. Oh, gosh. Man, now it's a solid PG-13. <laughs> wow, Chase, wow. Danny the gorilla is sitting in a zoo in his cage and he's looking out through the bars longingly but he's stuck in this little enclosure. Meanwhile Bradley, zookeeper, kind of young fresh out of college dude, dorky looking, is leading a group full of tourists and just the worst kind of tourists too, you know, <laughs> snotty nosed kids acting like brats, their parents the that aren't, yeah. <laughs> We walk up to the enclosure and Bradley looks into the bars and our gorilla is yelling real loud, just a real cry, let me out of here, want my freedom. But of course, you know, the humans can't understand and they're just all like running up to the cage like, oh wow, look at the gorilla. And then Bradley chuckling looks, looks at the gorilla and he's like, hey everyone, want to hear the best gorilla joke of 18... You're good. 1897. Hey everyone, you want to hear the best gorilla joke of 1897? Uh, what do you call a loud gorilla? Alone. Ha ha ha. And then everyone laughs. It's not like totally like a gangbusters joke. It's like he thinks it's more funny than everyone else. And so he has to explain. He's like, ha ha, get it? Because he's alone. He's the only gorilla. <laughs> Meanwhile, Danny, he's a. Uh, He's mouthing along to the joke because he tells this joke on every single tour he 
goes through. Mm -hmm. And so he's looking all upset. Now everyone's just kind of looking at the gorillas, putting their fingers through the bars and stuff. And he, he spots, like, kind of in the background, kind of up on, like, a little, like, notice board in the center of the zoo. There's a woman, and she's putting up a poster on here. And it says, uh, Madagascar Vacations. Find yourself. Something Find like your that. Find your true love. And there are, like, he squints closely, and he sees there are, like, some gorillas on this poster. He's like, wow. There are other gorillas in Madagascar. Yeah, I gotta go there. And the woman walks up to Bradley. She's like, "Yeah, hey, it was okay. I put that there." And it's like, hey, "Man, you could put anything you want up there." Yeah, what's your name? And then anyway, they start talking, and Bradley's trying real hard to flirt with this girl. Danny, Danny sees this moment. He's like, "Hey, he's distracted. He's right up next to the cage." He reaches his little gorilla hands through the cage grabs the keys real swiftly. Dude doesn't even notice. Anyway, night falls on the zoo and he looks left and right, makes sure the coast is clear, and he opens the cage, walks out slowly, breathes in, his first taste of freedom for the first time. He's like, all right, gotta get out of here. Gotta get, gotta get to that boat, plane, or cruise or whatever to Madagascar and meet those other gorillas. But then he sees something in the distance and oh no, it's Bradley. And he's looking around. He's like, oh, man, I don't know where I left these freaking keys. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, no, I have the freaking keys. And so he has to, <laughs> starts running. Anyway, he, hear, he hears a rustle. And he's like, huh, what's that? I, I should be alone in the zoo. And he goes after it. And so anyway, the gorilla, he's running. He's running through the zoo. He runs through, like, the bird enclosure. And the birds make a bunch of noise. He's like, oh, no. Now Bradley is really chasing after me. He's running through, like, the tiger enclosure, and they start, like, hissing at him. <laughs> anyway, he uh, he ducks into the, the office building, and he feels trapped. He doesn't see an exit, and he hears the door open, and Bradley is walking into the office. He's looking around, trying to see, like, any sort of escape, and he spots, like, the lost and found little section over there, and he sees a bunch of stuff in there. Anyway, we cut to Bradley walks right where we just saw the gorilla. He's looking around. I was like, huh, not for sure. I, I, I heard something in here. Looks down on the ground. The keys are there. He's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't remember coming here, but God, I got the keys. It's cool. And then strange man in a trench coat walks up to him. Bradley's like, what, what, who, who are you? You shouldn't be in here. Who are you? Daddy in the trench coat leans real close to him. He's like, hey, you want to hear the best gorilla joke of 1897? And we get a real good close-up on his lips. He's doing the exact same thing he was doing at the beginning. Bradley's like, uh, okay. Did you hear about the gorilla who escaped from the zoo? No, not, I didn't, didn't hear that one. That is because I'm a quiet gorilla. And then we just cut to a wide and there's muffled sounds of gorilla violence. <laughs> and then we instantly cut to Madagascar. Nice open resort area. We yeah. see Danny sitting real pretty and there are a bunch of gorillas around him. Yeah. And they're all wearing coconut bras. Yeah. <laughs> Little pink hula skirts. Yeah. And then that, that timeshare woman is also there. <laughs> we cut to black. 
Nice. Incredible. All right. I, I don't know if we can title this anything other than the best gorilla joke of 19 or 1897. So, yeah. What do you think? Bestiality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking about it. This is this is the second short we've done based on a meme. Yes. I was thinking I was thinking about that today. The it's bongos like, one. Yeah, we've done a we're the only podcast. Making short films out of memes. History. Yeah. Making history. I like yeah. that better. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody write that down. Making... Yeah. <laughs> Written by is making history. All right. Yeah, we've made we've made two based on memes. We've made one based on the ramblings of somebody. Uh what about uh Oobla Blob Glob? That one's a meme. Oh, right? that is a meme, yeah. What? Have you ever seen that one? The no. I am Oob Glob Glob Glob. Having no context of what this is in my head, y'all look like fools. <laughs> no, that's the context. <laughs> yeah, that's the context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. And this has been the best gorilla joke of 1897, written by Robert Therrell, Abby Gilbert, and Chase Bridges. It's time for the update. Yes, our our short film, <laughs> Troubled Date, we are currently producing based on episode two of this very podcast. Guys, we've been doing these updates for a few weeks now. This is the first time where we're giving an update where like just a ton has happened since the last update. Yeah, so you know there there are a lot of ups and downs in process of making films uh it's very overwhelming right now i know we were <laughs> we were all set to do a rehearsal tomorrow had a date set cast crew lined up and one of our actors had to drop out yeah it's a it's not his fault he had a work obligation and they added some days to it so yeah no, it's no longer fault. works on our schedule so um, yeah at, at the last minute so. we are trying to find a new He's like the secondary lead. He's not the lead, but he's like the next up. Yeah, he's, so. he's close to the lead, if not yeah. the lead in most scenes. And so, you know, immediately we were, we're like, okay, well, who else fits this type? Yeah. And I think if it wasn't such a short notice thing, it wouldn't be as concerning. Yeah. But it's like we're asking people last second, hey, are you available this day? Are you available this day? It's just, it, it's it's been uh, a lot. Yeah, but uh, hopefully we will not have to change the date we shoot. Because I, th I think at this point we have we have gone through so many dates with our cast and crew. It's like, all right, we need we need to pick this one and not change it. So yeah. now it's just crossing our fingers and hoping all the other actors we're talking to can do can the fit date. those dates. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. yeah, I'm still hopeful. We at at the time of this recording, we have a rehearsal. Tomorrow, yeah, which we're we're still going through with. We're still going to work with, you know, the cast we do have, and I still I still feel good about that. Yeah, we definitely we definitely have a strong cast, and and I'm I'm excited yeah. to my favorite part of rehearsals from the acting perspective is like in the rehearsal. That's when you really get to like you can practice your lines and work on character stuff on your own all you want, but when you're actually there and you're back. Uh, bouncing back and forth off of the other actors and, and the Robert's there directing and stuff and you're coming up with ideas together in the moment. That's when you really learn like what to do with that character, like what really yeah. works, which I'm super excited for. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, other than other than trying to figure out the scheduling or whatever, I've been I've been going through the script and this is a practice I learned from like, you know, doing theater stuff. But 
just going through and for every line of dialogue trying to think of an act action verb or two that i could give the actors just like the motivation for why they're saying the scenes mm-hmm. what what that character is probably feeling and what that how that character is supposed to be interacting with their scene partners what they're trying to get them to do what their goal is for each scene just really getting technical trying to break down the whole whole process yeah so we have things to work through with the audition so it's not so much just like oh no you didn't say it the exact way i pictured in my head let's uh, let's do it until it lines up with that but really (laughs) but really like making sure that they feel everything they're saying and it's coming across as like a real person is saying this yeah I'm, i'm really excited this is the first time we've done a short film where it's not uh it's, a, it's our first ensemble yeah yeah that's part of why the scheduling is so hard because they're yeah because usually it's just i can make it you can make it yeah. crew's all good let's go yeah <laughs> um but yeah and i think because i'm proud of us for taking it another level Me too. instead of yeah. just doing another single with fangs we did take it up a step we've added more actors we've added more production value um crew everything we've, we've taken it up to the next level because we're we're learning we're not going back we're not regressing yeah. we're not staying stagnant we are pushing ourselves um and i think this is either going to be the best thing we've made so far or we learned a lot of lessons from it yep you know what i mean yep either either way it's worth it it's yeah worth it. yeah and uh even if it sucks which i'm gonna say right now i don't think it's gonna suck uh-huh I don't know if that's arrogant or cocky, but it's just like from all the work that Robert's put in and I've seen the, like he made a, we talked about in the last update where he made the, the spec video with the Legos, like the story's good. The pacing's good. As long as everything goes to plan, I think we've got something good. Yeah. I'm confident. How about that? That's the word. Confident. Yep. I'm confident. Hopeful too. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is. This is my least favorite part of it is like the scheduling. It's stressful. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as as soon as that's down, once once everyone is there on the day, I think we'll be properly prepared and we'll be we'll be going in, putting a good foot forward. So, yeah, yeah, man. I'm really excited, and I hope you guys are excited. Remember, uh, you guys can listen to the episode where we originally wrote this episode two, double date, written by podcast season one. Yeah. And that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you really enjoyed our first episode with a special guest this season. Shout out to Abby Gilbert. Thank you so much for coming through. If y'all want to follow Abby, she's at Abby underscore Gilbert underscore on Instagram. Y'all, y'all give her some love over there. Anyway, if you have an idea that you want to put in our bowl that we draw from at the beginning of each episode, you could email all those suggestions to writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. You might be responsible for the next episode. You got something crazy like that weird meme you saw about the oldest gorilla joke of 1897 that wasn't even really from 1897? Uh, you can email that and we might make a cool short film. Who knows? That's writtenbypodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram. That's at writtenbypod. Listen, y'all, voting is still open for last week's Rival Pitch episode. That was our Crash Bandicoot episode. 
That's one of our favorite episodes in this new show format. It really helps set the tone for the rest of the Rival Pitch episodes you're going to hear later on. So listen to that episode and leave a comment on our post from last Monday with that Rival Pitch graphic to let us know which pitch you thought was the best. Voting for that will be open until the 22nd. That's on our Instagram at writtenbypod. Also, if you aren't following it, you're really going to want to because you're you're hearing it here first. I have a little secret for y'all, but we uh we might be doing a giveaway soon. You want to be following that page so you know all about the giveaway because we're giving away some cool stuff. So follow that Instagram page, y'all. Anyway, I'm Robert. Chase is the co-host. You can follow me at Robert two underscores Isaac. Chase at Chase Bridges two underscores. We're coming back with another Rival Pitch episode next week. Both for your rival pitches, follow us everywhere, and we'll see you next week.